0: well i don't know you know i think my luck and my chances are going to be better because anthony Davis is going to be at home <laughs> oh you're not going oh. oh no absolutely not
1: oh it are Are any of your uh, Democratic colleagues going to be joining
0: you in this? I think you'll see 99% of them joining me in this effort.
1: to another week it's going to be a more upbeat week a more upbeat week on Alabama politics this week Uh, uh, things are reopened and (laughs) uh Life is okay. Nobody has corona anymore. Uh, and, all is well,
2: and we're off to see the wizard too. <laughs> the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Uh, all
1: right, I am uh, I am Josh Moon, and the other voice that you hear here is David Person. That's right, all masked up still. Yeah, uh, man, taking Look, no chances. He I'm doesn't old, know where dude. I've been. I'm old. That's man. right. That's right. You're, you're fitting in the category. Yeah, I'm in there. Uh, the risk, the high risk category. Mm. But it's. Uh, so uh, I guess the big news uh, of the of the week here uh, there's probably two pieces and uh, we're going to talk uh, to Anthony Daniels um, House uh, Minority Leader uh, Anthony Daniels about the uh, uh, the second piece which is that the legislature is going to come back in next week uh, uh, mm-hmm. but the first and I think probably uh, the number one uh, story for the week is that we are going to to reopen uh, quote unquote uh, the state, to a to a degree uh some people happy some people mad uh you know and so uh, but uh, k ivy this week did not go as far as as her colleagues in neighboring states her fellow governors in neighboring states did and did not just lift the uh the order and say hey y'all be careful out there uh instead she uh allowed all retail stores to open i think which you know i i i had pretty well said last week uh, yeah. that's about what was going because that's what we had heard from the governor's office, and so uh, they, you know, they allowed retail open uh, stores to open at fifty uh, percent capacity, which is what they had uh, the same limitations that had been on the big box stores for a while and uh, you know, essential retailers uh, for a while. Uh, they're going to let the beaches reopen, which I was happy to see. Um, you know, I, I've never understood the outrage about the beaches, but uh, and still mm-hmm. don't, uh, even when they show those photos uh, on you know on news websites with. You know, some breathless reporter talking, look at the pictures of the beach. You know, I mean, when you look at them, yeah, there are a lot of people on the beach, but they're all congregated in, in little groups. Uh, there of uh, probably their family, you know, four or five people, perhaps, um, perhaps, or their yeah. family or friends or people who they're going to be with regardless. Yeah. And then they're, yeah. and that group is a good 10 to 20 yards away from the next closest group. Sure. Uh, so I'm just never, und- I, you know, well, I, no. I, I think the thing is, I'm dying on this hill on beaches. Okay. So just, <laughs> I see that. Cause yeah. Cause you
2: like the beach. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? I like the beach too. But I got to tell you, I think that, that the problem really is probably not so much that those specific shots of people mm-hmm. represent imminent danger but it's more it's more about a couple things so one and I'm and I'm and I'm making some I'm doing some speculating
1: here yeah oh no,
2: no which is what we're paid to do okay. we're paid to speculate okay so I'm going to speculate and say that within those clumps of people mm-hmm. We're not talking about people who share a house together. Mm-hmm. So then that raises questions about what kind of exposure are those folks allowing themselves to experience because mm-hmm. they want to hang out with their friends. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is,
1: I'm, I, I, and I don't do it before you move to the second thing. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Okay. I, I think where where I have a disagreement is I don't think the beach is, is a so. is a factor in, in that that those people without the beach they would hang out regardless. And that
2: could be. Yeah. And that could be. And that's a good point. Mm-hmm. They could that could be. The other thing that I think though is that when you see people even in loose configurations of a, of a, of a, you know, a, a congregation, mm-hmm. I'll just call it, right you know, congregating. Amen. I think what it, <laughs> amen, that's funny. <laughs> I think that what it does is it, 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 it puts into people's minds, it normalizes things in people's minds. Uh-huh. And so then my fear is how many of those people then are going to, even if they don't go to the beach are going to start relaxing in ways that they shouldn't. You know, you, you and I both talked about the fact that when we're in public spaces, mm-hmm. you know, stores, you see a lot of people still walking around without masks. Mm-hmm. Which I
1: think is kind of crazy. I can't say a whole lot about <laughs> I, I usually don't wear a mask myself. I mean, I. Oh, you don't. I, I mean, I, some. Oh, okay. No, I mean, okay. I, I have one, and, and sometimes I do, but I, I don't. I mean, I, I, in fairness, I don't get out very much, uh, okay. so uh, you know, I just and. But when and you're also, in a public space, though, I I'm mean, in a how- public space, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on how I feel, uh, how how close contact I feel I, that I, how close of a contact I will come with other people.
2: All right. So, um, what about a grocery store?
1: Sometimes. Sometimes it depends on when I go and how busy it is. Okay, uh,
2: so you sort of assess it and then you say, eh, based on that, I'm either going to put the
1: mask on or not. Yeah, basically. Uh okay. and, and I honestly, and I think some of it and this may be a stupid way of thinking of it. And and I and listen, if you want to think I'm stupid, I have no problem with that. God knows people do it every day. <laughs> uh I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah. Uh and, and I, I, I don't, you was, you was talking I, about I, that, I, I you don't I don't I don't think that I, you know, I am well, a, a susceptible person to uh, to some of this stuff. And, and I mean, I, and I don't mean like I'm some superhuman. I get sick. Right. Of, I have sinus issues out the, you know, right. crazy. Okay. And so I, I, yeah, I understand all that. I, I, I will typically get a, a strep throat every other year, maybe every three or four years, uh, you know, something along those lines. I've never ever tested positive for the flu and i've had several doctors tell me that it it appears that i am incapable of getting the flu because i will have every single person at my household have the flu uh and i and i won't have it and even if i get sick it will not test as a flu
2: but see somebody like you describing what you just described it's I understand your logic. Now, if I'm just seeing you in the store, I'm going to think, that guy's an idiot. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I am understand. But, I understand
2: but, completely. But, but hearing you explain it, I, I, you know, and of course, I already knew mm-hmm. what you were saying as we talked about it. You know, I'm like, okay, I understand why you don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think most people fall into your category.
1: <laughs> I don't Probably not. <laughs> uh, and, but I will say, too, yeah. I am also a very, uh, I, I guess, standoffish person would mm-hmm. be the, I, I don't, I have I have a larger than normal area of personal space, so I don't you know. And I have told people in the grocery store, "Hey man, back up!" All right. And so I literally I told a guy in, in line, "I was like, hey man, if you don't mind, like a couple steps, you know, just a couple steps." Mm-hmm. And because he was right behind me, and mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, it was kind, and I'm like, you know, listen, I, I don't mean to be you know like an ass or something here, but I, listen, you know, well, what are we doing? I don't know where you've been, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, I keep to myself. I I don't I'm not chit chatting with the with the guy in the meat department. I'm right. just just you know we're we're in we're out we're I'm I got my head down and I'm rolling uh so you know I that's how I handle it, mm-hmm. and and now I have a, you know I have a mask. Had another, I actually ordered one uh, the other night. So uh, Good for so you. I'm Good gonna, for you, I'm going to have another one. John uh, John but is yeah, so yeah. Yeah, because I will tell you that my my ultimate fear here mm-hmm. is is that I have in some way am, in some way a carrier, mm-hmm. uh, and that I would infect somebody else.
2: Sure, which so, is very possible. Yeah, and, and know, so I don't want to do that. And I tell you what else, as I listen to you have listened to you talk, the other thing that comes to my mind about you is. You may not be susceptible to the flu, mm-hmm. but this isn't just
1: yeah the no flu. yeah it's not the flu. It's uh well and that's well now listen according to President Trump, who has a great mind for this, uh, and his brother was like a the super genius. genius. At, at his his brother his uh, uncle was like a super genius right. at, uh, he's at he's MIT. Genius. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is basically the flu. Uh, so uh, you know I, I I don't know who you. And plus, what we higher have, authority is there than President? I said? have routinely been eating Tide Pods, so I feel like <laughs> I'm, I have built up an immunity <laughs> uh, and, and chased it with Comet. Right, so right, I right caught right, the right, Comet right, with bleach, right, and so right, right. I feel like we're we're done. Have you in your life ever listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. I am so tired of seeing people on social media. Defending that moron and what he uh, is, and and trying to explain what he meant, quote unquote. No, yeah, Uh, and 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 let's and let's even start
2: here. Okay, so this guy says I was being sarcastic. uh, Wait a minute, wait. (laughs) We're in the middle of a national crisis. (laughs) what kind of freaking sense does it make, and you know I wanted to use another I know. word what kind of freaking sense does it make uh, that you're going to be sarcastic uh, in the middle of a press conference about a national, a global crisis I, I, you know the, 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 that just, that doesn't even make even an iota of sense and then, and then you gotta ask yourself does this fool even know what sarcasm is, because when you listen to the clip, <laughs> You know, my God, he's not being sarcastic. Uh, he's being real. I he's still he turning to the scientist, he
1: saying, "Hey, can you look into this?" Yeah. So let me, let me just right now for for anybody who encounters this nonsense, and maybe yeah. it's dying down at this point, but for anybody who encounters this nonsense from your friends on social media, okay, or who tries to tell you that he didn't suggest injecting yourself with disinfectant, okay, <laughs> um, what he suggests, what uh, prior to him talking. Two doctors talked about their studies of this virus and the things that would kill it. Okay. And they spoke of sunlight uh, and, and a combination of sunlight and heat and humidity uh, that kills the virus. On flat surfaces outside. All right, all right? that they talked in less than a minute or about a minute it kills it. Uh, also, certain types of disinfectant. Uh, they talked about bleach specifically. They talked about alcohol specifically. Uh, and so then. This fool comes up yeah. and starts talking, and he's just off the top of his head talking to the doctor, whatever, Burks or Bir- Birks or whatever her name is, mm-hmm. uh, who just nods along with her scarves uh, over there and <laughs> and just uh, <laughs> uh, entertains this nonsense. And he starts asking her about a way to get the light on the inside of the body right. uh, and then also about possibly injecting the disinfectant. Yeah. Uh, And that's what he's talking about. All right.
2: And he was, he spent too much time on it for it to be sarcastic. Yes. He was going into detail, asking questions, making requests. That wasn't sarcasm. No. That was, that was more. Tom foolery yeah, no, from no, Donald Trump, and it's That's not what it was. and his it BS from Donald Trump.
1: I, and honestly, I saw somebody who tried to explain to me that he was told when he says disinfectant, he meant medical disinfectants. That's what they call certain types of disinfectants uh, in the so inside the body inside inside the body. When when the, oh, there's a some moron on Facebook, and, and it's just it, it was an explanation. And then the greatest thing ever was they came up with all of these explanations. And I want to say a couple of guys uh, right now like Fox News and some of these other places came up with all these explanations of what he meant he really meant quote unquote uh, and then the next day he says, no it's all sarcasm and I just undercut the whole thing and then they were off on the sarcasm train and I can't believe you liberals just take everything at face value and and it's it's, it's so stupid it's so That's, dumb and, and it, what has become painfully obvious in this is that he nor most of the Republicans know how, have any idea how to lead they have no idea the only thing that they know how to do right. is to to tear things down right. and to take shots at stuff. And so when there's an actual crisis there that they have right. to manage, and we also saw this during the Bush years uh, and a little bit in the Reagan years, uh, when they have an actual crisis that they have to manage, they fold like a tent.
2: Yeah, they. you, you mentioned Reagan and the two Bushes, uh, and, and I'll say I think even those men, mm-hmm. all of whom I disagreed with politically, mm-hmm. but they had more leadership capability
1: yeah. than their pinky finger yeah, than I, this guy has and. And, so and I should qualify that, that George W., during 9-11, I think, did about as good of a job as you could do. Oh, yeah. He
2: was fine. Yeah, right after I mean, it. And, he, kind of, he went off the rails. Oh, later. yeah, with the,
1: the Iraq thing right. and all that. But I yeah. mean, but right after uh, the, you yes. could after have asked for no, a you better could not, You could not have. He, and, he was as great as uh, anybody. And as bad as he was at Katrina, at yeah. a point in Katrina, he took a look around and said, I'm in over my head here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And he sent the general, yeah, uh, in down there. Which was that, a smart man. Yeah, which was you know. Honorary. But this guy, yeah. First of all, he has an ego that will never allow him to send somebody else in. To you know, he's got Pence. Which did you see Pence not wearing the mask? at uh, Was it John? There? I,
2: I, I don't watch. I mean, they 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 just make me angry.
1: The, they show they so they, he the goes reprograms. to the hospital and yeah, I and I they. And he goes to the hospital with his team there, and they have a policy that they tell him about before he goes that you everyone must wear a mask. And he refuses to put the mask on. All
2: I got to say about him, and, uh, you know, Donald Trump repulses me. Mm-hmm. Pence really disappoints me, because even though I knew he was a right-wing conservative Christian zealot, mm-hmm. I thought that he at least had a modicum of sense. No, he doesn't. And, and a modicum of self-respect and and what he has shown what he has demonstrated during these past three years is that over time if he had any
0: mm-hmm.
1: he doesn't have it anymore well you know you know, you me tell you what my feeling is about them is that they are they're insanely weak people if you will mm. if you will allow yourself to be led around by somebody who you know is a moron yeah uh and, and it is not a matter of of you doing it for the betterment of yourself, or you doing it for the be- I mean, yeah, And I mean that in a good way, yeah, not yeah. 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 Uh, because I mean, putting food on the fa- on the table for yeah. everybody, you know, in the right. family, and making you know, if you don't do this, then you're not going to have an income. And, right. you know, if you're not doing it for a situation like that. Uh, you know if you don't have any other choices if you're not if you're doing it that is a a sign of weakness that I just can't wrap my head around I can't understand it
2: yeah well it's weakness that I think is rooted in fear of his political aspirations being dashed. Yeah. That's That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Because the guy had a job. He had a couple <laughs> of jobs before this in politics. Yeah. He was also on talk radio. It's not like he couldn't leave the vice presidency mm-hmm. and move into some plush
1: situation. Yeah. He's going to be situation,
2: fine. Yeah. Right? He's not going to so, miss a meal. So this is all about his aspirations. Yeah. He has sold. And here's the irony. He wears his Christianity, which mm-hmm. I share. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. He, shares his, he wears his Christianity on his
1: sleeve mm-hmm.
2: like it's his badge. That's mm-hmm. who he is. And yet, it is obvious he sold his freaking soul.
1: Yeah, oh, there's no doubt about that there for Donald no, Trump. There, there is absolutely no doubt about that. But I mean, you know, before we uh, wrap up and get uh, Anthony Daniels in here, uh, yeah, just the the order itself. I know we talked about the beaches uh, a yeah. lot, but uh, the order itself, you know, keeping uh, the, the KIV issued. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with, with with what she did. I thought it was a fairly smart idea. Uh, I thought it was a fairly good uh, plan. Uh, you know, I, you, you yeah. kind of have to open up something. Yeah. And I think more, when we before we close out today, we, we can talk about uh, the testing or the lack thereof and the problems in testing that we have. And, uh, you know, I, I think that w- it would be nice to have them, yeah. uh, certainly. The, um,
2: the only thing I'll say, and I know we got a goal, so I'll make this quick. The only thing I'll say is I just wish there had been a more comprehensive approach to protocols and attention to protocols Mm -hmm. because while you're opening things up you're not giving people concrete guidance and i'm saying people people and businesses concrete guidance about what kinds of things they ought to be doing you're kind of leaving it up to Mm -hmm. them and of course you would assume that people would do certain things but we don't need to make assumptions this is life and death
1: yeah now she said that you know that they would they really really recommended and encouraged people to wear masks or to and to try to Force people to wear masks, your employees, and and to make your customers do that. However, she said they they were not going to try to take the step of making it a law uh, there and 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 fining people for not doing so. Um, which, well, but it takes more than just I understand. I mean, I no. it takes more than just
2: taking uh, wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there ought to be there ought to be things that people ought to be doing and thinking about, like just simply. You know, don't, I think they ought to say to people, if you know you're going to go into retail stores, Mm -hmm. make sure that you have some hand sanitizer with you. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're sanitizing your hands as you're moving about, you're touching things or wearing gloves, Mm -hmm. you know, they ought to just say certain things so that they can be embedded in people's minds. Same with businesses. You know, they ought to talk about, you know, here's what I like and I'll say this and then I'll shut up. (laughs) Disney. Has, has laid out what their protocols and procedures are going to be as they talk about reopening Disney World. Mm-hmm. Do they ought to, should they be reopening Disney World? No, I don't think so. But you know what? If they're going to do it, at least they're doing it in a smart way.
1: Well, I, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I think that the, the more information, the better. Uh, but, you know, I think that, I, I don't know, at a point in this, there's only so many times you can say it. You know, and there's only so many times you can tell people what they should be doing. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, at this point, we're, we're, we're at the point where we're thinning the herd. So, um, <laughs> Just, it does seem like that. Well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, the herd is going to fit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll be back in uh, in just a minute here. We'll get uh, House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels in to talk about the second big story of the week, which is uh, the, the legislature returning, uh, I believe, next Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, should be good times. All right. Back in second. Welcome back in here. We are uh, happy to uh, to again have on with us uh, House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels, who, uh, uh, much to his chagrin, uh, will uh, will be returning to uh, McG- I assume uh, we, we ask him, but I-, I assume he'll be returning to Montgomery next week and uh, risking his life uh, a little less so than some of the old guys in the legislature. But uh, welcome back, uh, uh, Anthony. I-, I just it's. Uh, I think we agree on this uh, the insanity of going back and doing this at this point is really some off the charts even for the Alabama
0: legislature and So, you know, good luck, I guess. Well, I don't know. You know, I think my luck and my chances are going to be better because Anthony Daniels is going to be at home. (laughs) Oh, you're you're not going? Oh, no, absolutely not.
1: Oh, are -hmm. any of your
0: uh, Democratic colleagues going to be joining you in this? I think you'll see 99% of them joining me in this effort. Really? Wow. Wow.
1: Now... Does will that prevent them from having a quorum or can
0: they still reach one uh, without you guys? I think, you know, they have the numbers to certainly reach a quorum without us. But, you know, they have some individuals with some underlying health conditions. But uh, I'm told that they may have a quorum. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at where we are, it's just it doesn't make any sense for us to try to build a budget Blindly, mm-hmm. you know. We know that, um, for example, you know, uh, David Persons. You know, last year he, he made four hundred thousand dollars, which is probably true. Uh, and then this year, uh, he, uh, <laughs> his 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 company decided that you know we're going to cut back and everybody's going to kind of be furloughed and so. Uh, He then begins to make $875 a week, Mm -hmm. uh, but come July 15th, uh, since we moved the tax date from um, April 15th to July 15th, uh, David is going to be responsible for paying the taxes on that $400,000 of the 2019. Well, David's situation has changed. So therefore, if we're depending on looking and trying to forecast or project David's revenue or David's uh, what David's going to pay in taxes based upon his 2019 tax returns, that's going to be impossible for David to be able to pay that amount of money when his situation changed for nearly four months. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it is totally irresponsible and premature uh, for us to try to pass a budget Blindly, mm-hmm. You know, look at the sales tax, you know, a retail brick and mortar is are, the, are in the retail the sales tax that we receive from our brick and mortar uh, store uh, stores is what feeds the education trust fund as well. So the education trust fund is funded by two things that sales tax and income taxes. Right. There is no way to project in light of this pandemic what consumer behavior is going to be with the closures that we have to have, which is which the is right decision. And so consumer behavior is not going to improve until there is a vaccine that has been that's offered to everyone. You hear me? Testing is not offered to everyone at this point. So let alone once we get a vaccine, there's going to be a further delay to be able to get enough vaccinations for individuals so that they're able to protect themselves against this virus. So therefore, we're looking at about 24 months uh, uh, at best of really seeing things getting back to normal. Uh, And so I I just don't understand how you can project consumer behavior uh, and and, and project, you know, understand that, you know, our revenues are going to change and this is our new normal for at least the next two years and so counting your eggs before they um you know chickens before they 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 hatch and the eggs hatch is just irresponsible and reckless and just not good public policy
1: yeah you know in, in addition to that you know if you if you were to wait uh until let's say august uh, you know, August or even September, you know, mid September, whenever, because you know you don't you only have to have the budget in place for October one, uh, you know, so the people will have some idea. So if you waited that amount of time, it also seems to me like that you would be better able to gauge what consumers are going to do uh, and how they're going to adjust to this kind of change in the economy. What what jobs may be able to come back? Because I I got a good feeling on May the fifteenth that most of these restrictions are going to be lifted, and so you're going to see uh from that point forward what is gonna kind of be the new normal uh at that point and what people are gonna do and how they're gonna react. And so it seems like you'd have a better idea about all of that,
0: right? Absolutely. And 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 looking at really at the federal funds, um Josh, that have been sent down to um the state of Alabama I think is about one point seven billion uh which is supposed to be used uh to deal with the uh combating COVID nineteen So adding more testing, do more contact tracing, all of those things. Those plans hadn't been put in place yet. And so consumer behavior is going to be predicated upon what is happening with this virus. So no one is going to go into a restaurant um, to sit down and eat um, when there's no vaccine. Right. And then, you know, are, are we and even when you're testing everyone, right, you don't know where they are going to go after you test them. So the contact tracing becomes extremely important and then seeing some of the things that are that works. And so I think that, you know, really, there's no there's no way. That we're going to be able to anticipate uh, a, a return and, and, and back to, to normal um, with just, you know, just sitting back, hoping and wishing. But, you know, this is something that stinks about what we're doing, uh, going to the legislature next week. And, and frankly, I don't want to be a part of a process that is not transparent, that it does not allow the general public to be engaged in dialogue and debate. I've not seen one of the budgets thus far. And so how can I vote on a budget blindly? And how can any member of the Alabama legislature uh, cast a vote on something that had very little uh, public um, input? Anthony, uh,
2: you, I think, have been really smart and articulate about how you've laid out your rationale for this. And and I agree with you 100%. But uh, my question is about what's the political impact going to be i want to start there and then I, I want to ask an economic question after that but let's just start first of all with the political impact what do you think the political impact is going to be of the democrats sitting out
0: well the the is i think that there's going to be the people of alabama um expect the democrats to uh, or all the uh, those individuals that are elected to make smart decisions And to be able to budget blindly, knowing that this decision that's going to be made next week is going to end up putting us in a special session to deal with the same issues over again. So that's another three to four hundred thousand dollars being spent of taxpayer dollars. And I am I would not be surprised if there are two to three special sessions. Which will cost us over a million dollars. And so there is no urgency to go into session next week to make a decision blindly, knowing that we're gonna have to come back and correct it. I'd rather get it right the first time. You know, I'm I'm all about doing things doing a budget, but I'm about doing it the right way, not right away. Because you don't have any enough data to make that decision. And so I can in good conscience, you know, the definition of working as a legislator, is more than going to the legislature. We're working in our district every day. We're providing support to get PPEs, getting food to our our constituents, educating our constituents on the ground. If the legisla, if I'm depending on serving my district of only going to the legislature, then I shouldn't be in the legislature. And so the whole argument about working, to work and return the work. To do a budget. Yeah, it's say our requirement, constitutional uh, requirement is to do a budget. But the timeline in which doing that budget and having the the data so that we're informed on making that decision should also play a factor in this. Sure, sure. That's being fiscally that's being fiscally responsible. This is the
2: and, and this is actually a follow up. This isn't my economic question, but this is a follow up to what you just said. I think everything you said is great. What I hope, and I want you to respond to this, what I hope is that the Democratic Party in the state of Alabama is going to really get that message out, that it's going to flood social media with, you know, pictures of our representatives at work in their districts, that it's going to flood social media with the message that you just articulated about about how fiscally irresponsible it is to try to pass a budget without having all the data that you need. I mean, that needs to, you know, people need to hear that. They need to see it. They need to feel it. They need to understand it. Because I, I think the, the counter on the other side is going to be, you know, well, here we are, the Republicans hard at work, and where are the Democrats?
0: So the Democrats have made the argument that, you know, having a uh, yesterday, um, I think it covered the entire state um, statewide from uh, print to television, to radio, that we are uh, not against going to work, but we would prefer that we 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 work smarter, not harder. And the underlining factor, uh, facts as well, that supports our argument is not just a budget process. Even the governor of the state of Alabama mentioned and comments through the uh, through different news outlets and saying that she's very surprised the legislature will go in session now, and when we don't understand what our revenues are. So this is a back room. There's something going on. Uh, in the back room that we don't know about, that the public is not aware of. And so to have us go down there and be puppets and falling in line with a budget when we don't even know what our projections are, that that to me is, is the same uh, ideology and principles that individuals that are on the other side always articulate, being fiscally responsible. And working smart, but right now they're 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 actually doing the opposite of of the foundation of their ideology and and the principles of their their um, party. Well, I, I would say this: I I think only a, only a
1: disconnected elitist would would term uh, going down to the legislature and and spending about four hours a day, three days a week, as going to work. You know, I mean, honest to God,
0: I've seen them there. They're not they're not digging ditches. OK, absolutely. And and I feel that we're trying to they're also trying to usurp uh, the power of, of the governor um, by, um, you know, I saw a comment where uh, we're talking about broadband, right? Eight hundred million dollars on broadband. Well, you know, that sounds good. But the only broadband that needs to be pl- pl- the emphasis on broadband that needs to be placed in this state is for those individuals that are unserved and underserved. Okay, we're putting broadband in places that have broadband all across uh, all in, in the, across their in fiber across their entire community and we're doing a second round of broadband in those places when you have 40% of the students that are that have gone home with worksheets and have no one at home helping them until we start having real conversations about We just have more questions than answers, David. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I tell you this too. It, it
1: also it, on the broadband issue. It also would help a, a whole lot if the uh, public service commission that that upholds the laws on these things would actually follow the law uh, in terms of what constitutes service to a particular area uh, and stop you know counting service as them you know, lining up one putting one house online uh, on the outskirts of the county uh, and and that's what they've done uh, and, you know to meet service guidelines and everything else that that have been there. But you know that's a a whole other issue we could probably spend an entire show on and uh it just you know i i think you're right and and that's you know there has been a uh, when you when you say that there, there's something going on back room here uh some shenanigans that that, that are, that's taking place here and i you know they have fought too hard to one get back down there during the middle of a pandemic uh, when I again, I know them, they're not the bravest bunch of people that I've ever run across, uh, and they sure uh, don't put that much of a premium on serving the public. Uh, and, and two, they've seemed to have gone out of their way to exclude both the public and the media, uh, which included holding what was essentially a secret budget meeting uh, two days ago. Uh, you know, that nobody, that even some of their paid mouthpieces that they've got running uh, websites were complaining about on Twitter and and other social media outlets because they didn't have any idea about it and, and are skeptical about what's going on. And I think that there is some real nonsense about to go down here. And so everybody ought to hold on to their wallets
0: yeah it's just it's just really unfortunate and very disappointing and i and I really don't mean to make this a partisan issue because I certainly think that it's a bipartisan issue that there are individuals that feel the same way that i do um but you know it's just really really unfortunate uh that we are um we're 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 dealing with this and 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 for me it is um you know you're putting members that are on the age uh, average age, David, in their sixties, at risk. You're putting people with underlying health conditions at risk. There's no way to to social distance six feet in a a chamber that where 105 people are expected to go in. Okay, there's no. Uh, I rec- I recommended that we do testing of all legislators and have them self quarantine for 24 hours all right and then return the next day uh when the results are are done the next following day to then have them go into the state house but that that wasn't even that wasn't even considered and so um, we are putting live folks lives in danger for someone's Backroom deal.
2: So let me let me ask you now the economic question I wanted to ask you. You you are, I think, painting a picture that is very realistic when you talk about the fact that, that we're going to be entering this sort of new normal and that it's probably going to be with us for at least two years. You know, uh, before me. And, and of course, I know you're you're basically saying that. Uh, at the end of that 2 year period we should have a vaccine and then you know perhaps enough people will be tested and and inoculated so that we can really begin to reconvene and or convene and congregate as we normally do but here's my question my economic question during that 2 year period that you're talking about and i think that's a realistic assessment how do you envision the state providing leadership and guidance as it relates to what needs to happen in an economy that's going to be functioning dramatically differently where we're going to be more virtual and more remote and yet people still got to work, businesses still have to run.
0: So I think the only way, um, to really do that is through, um, Testing more testing and contact tracing and encouraging individuals to continue to self isolate um within their own families and their own homes uh I think that um we have to um, um operate with caution, but also for a lot of our businesses, there are some David that haven't figured out how to operate digitally right. Uh, And so helping with uh, investments and from a from a state perspective and uh, with small helping small businesses and providing incentives to those that are uh, transitioning to becoming more of a um, a digital or being able to work digitally uh, and operate uh, in this new normal. Uh, And so I think that that's what we owe to our people uh and, and giving them an opportunity because what i'm afraid of is that even with uh the PPP loans and i mean PPP t- Paycheck Protection Plan and the e-, e um EIDL loan uh i don't think that that's going to help companies help companies sustain if in fact there's the fear uh among consumers that there's still all this uncertainty out there there's not not we've not tested uh brought widely we've not done contact tracing. we've not done everything that we need to do to move the ball forward and so um until we start laying the groundwork to help uh companies and entities um transition and, and easing the fear of consumers and by doing the right things. I don't think our economy is going to rebound for the next two years until minus doing those things. Uh, I think that we're in real big trouble
1: on. You know, I, I think um, at this point I have uh, I have completely given up on uh, there ever being enough adequate testing and tracing. Um, I don't. I don't sure. think there's going to be. I think that they have uh, essentially shifted at the federal government level uh, from from focusing on that to to more of the antibody uh, testing uh, that's going on. And and I don't. I think that sure. we we've essentially given up on there ever being enough testing and tracing out there. And uh, and I say shifted from from that to antibody, but not just that, but also a vaccine and hoping that a vaccine comes online fast enough uh, that we could get out uh, enough doses to people to to stem the tide here and uh but to your point on uh on getting businesses ready and and providing incentives is there you know i know what y'all have done on the democratic side and i know how y'all have uh, the proposals that you have in the works and and, but has there been any sort of talk uh, outside of of y'all of of getting these incentives incentives online and, and getting them out to the businesses and stuff and helping them out
0: Well, so what we're waiting on right now is um, we know that the one point um, I think one point seven billion dollars have been put in uh, in the state of Alabama. Uh, And um, we are waiting for um, hopefully the governor's office will start to put together a group. Um, They did it in Tennessee where they put together a group, a group to oversee, uh, have oversight over over how we're spending those dollars. Uh, so that you're able to kind of get things back to normal and having a seat at that particular table is going to be important as we move forward instead of the legislature trying to take the 1.7 billion and spend it on broadband and not really specify and focus that in zero that in on the areas of need that's why we have more questions than answers we don't know what our hospital infrastructure is uh is going to be like after this you know uh, the hospitals were um they had to suspend their um they had to suspend their elective um procedures right and even with them being restored there's still going to be this fear uh right and so i think that until we can really uh, broaden the testing uh and i'll have a i have a meeting today with someone about testing uh, and they've done some work in south korea and 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 provided support and a lot of a lot of testing uh i think that that's something that's going to be helpful uh if we can get them connected in the state um but the the purpose of those dollars is to combat covid-19 and figure out a coordinated strategy and we're talking about spending it on broadband
1: well, all right. And, and I, and I, I have one more. if we can get you out of here. And, and that's uh, basically the, uh, the, the ever question, the evergreen question of, uh, of Medicaid expansion, uh, here. You know, I think it, it helps with all of this stuff. Uh, it helps with the stability of the hospitals. It helps with getting people who, who have, uh, the virus and maybe don't have, uh, you know, death or aren't deathly ill. Uh, it, it gets them to a doctor's office because they can you know, actually afford to, to, you know, go see one, uh, and and so is there any movement from from the governor's office? Because I th- I, at this point, I've also given up on the legislature. Uh, uh, so, is there any movement from the governor's office on, on the possibility of expanding Medicaid?
0: Well, I I, I think that right now, uh, realistically, even if there wasn't any conversation before, it certainly has to be the the, the primary. Uh, conversation today. I think that uh, I think it's I don't think there's anything else that's more uh, pressing uh, than having conversations about the expansion of healthcare. care. And um, those conversations, I'm, I understand, are being are taking place all around from legislators to the from the legislative branch to the executive branch. Uh, and so uh, those conversations are real. And also on the federal level, you know, our federal delegation members, uh, Senator Jones and uh, Sewell uh, have been shouting from the mountaintops. In fact, they have a bill in Congress uh, to give Alabama, try to provide Alabama, give them an opportunity to go back when the federal government was paying 100 percent for the first three years. And so all of those things are, are are really getting legs. and But we just have to keep pressing the flesh.
1: Mm. Well, well, listen, I, uh, you know. Uh, I hope y'all are uh, successful uh, in in pressing their hand on this because I, you know, I, uh, the Medicaid deal is is vitally important for the for yes. everyone in the future uh, and and I think in, in the short term it's you know, it's a ridiculous notion uh, for everybody to go back into the legislative session and uh, and do that and I think it sends a terrible message to the public uh, that you know you can you know when you're trying to tell people to, to only go out when you need to it, and you have your state lawmakers going out when they don't need to I. think think is a, is a pretty awful message, but you know, that's just me and common sense. I don't know. You know, that's uh, how it goes, I guess. But listen, we, we we know we kept you a little longer than we said we were going to. So uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time. But, you know, then again, you're just sitting at the house anyway,
0: right? Well, no, I'm I'm at work. I'm hard at work all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, that's what I, that was, I was being sarcastic. Like, I was being sarcastic like the president, um, you know, so.
0: But I do have my bleach. <laughs> right. I and do it, have my bleach. Yeah, oh, good.
1: <laughs> good you just just inject that right into your right into your veins i'm using it for clothing, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. White
1: clothing. Yeah. Uh, well that's yeah you know, listen if that's the way you want to waste it that's fine all right it, it works better in your lungs i understand uh, all right that is uh house minority leader anthony daniels uh take it uh, easy anthony. thanks dave and we uh uh, really appreciate it. It's uh it's kind of uh, big news. Uh yeah. that the uh, Democrats are apparently not gonna go back in to uh to the session. Uh they're gonna they're gonna make a stand. Uh, Good for here, them. And, I yeah, love it. I love it. Yeah, that um uh, that uh, that's something else. Uh, so Ooh. we'll uh
2: Whew. again my 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 and i say i love it i love it i, I just, do i, just I know where you're going the messaging yeah. they get that messaging out
1: well there. it's the yeah the messaging yeah. i tell you this, this the my other fear is is that the republicans will see zero resistance whatsoever to To doing whatever the hell they want to do. I mean, now, yeah. now there's been little little resistance to that because that's the way we voted here. So they, they don't have to pay any attention to the Democrats right. most of the time. Right. Uh, but on the, at least on their crazier things that they do, the Democrats mm-hmm. have been able to force them into a corner and at least put you know put them on record saying crazy things. Mm-hmm. So you know, without them there, I don't know. That uh, gives me some fear. So, but uh, yeah. listen. How much worse could it be? You know, how much? Worse I mean, we're, we're, yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: I think, I think, uh, <laughs>
1: I know, I know that's, I know, uh,
2: yeah, as the old folks would say, we're just floating by the grace of God. <laughs> this, this whole thing is, a, this is a, this is a, this is a the craziest situation yeah. with the craziest set of leaders we could possibly have, Indeed. you know, and I, and I will say, you know, uh, before we close out, you know, I think you're right about governor Ivey. You know, on balance, you know, she's not been, you know, she's not been extreme. She the the thing that I like about what she's done, mm-hmm. you know. uh, And again, I don't. There's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with the government. Of course, yeah. But the thing that I like that she's done is she has she has maintained the position that she's going to try to make data based decisions, mm-hmm. and it does appear as though that's what she's doing. Uh-huh.
1: It would be nice if she did it in every other instance, wouldn't it? I mean, just just use the facts and the data. And, And, you know, honestly, I got to tell you, one of my most favorite things that she's done is continue to give the middle finger to Mo Brooks. And that, uh, (laughs) you can't be all bad in my book if you're doing that. All right, we'll be back in a minute. All righty kids. Welcome back. Uh, nice interview with uh, Anthony Daniels. We really yeah. appreciate him being on and uh, uh, breaking a little bit of news that the Democrats aren't going to show up uh, for the session, which will be quite a sight. That's gonna uh,
2: be I was going to say, that's going to be one heck of a visual. Right?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's going to be one heck of a visual regardless. But, you know, to know that you're doing that well, without the public. Without most of the media, and without the you know the opposing party, I guess would be at that. But the the folks on the other side of the aisle, Mm -hmm. man, that's not how government's supposed to run. No, Uh, that's true. That's uh, very true. You know, a representative government is not supposed to be running like that. And and listen. You, people can say all they want to about oh, Democrats just don't want to go to work or whatever. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. All right? That's not that what they're doing down there. not work. Okay, uh, that's a that's a job that that's the end game of what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, and and when they go down there and do it. And know that what they do is going to have to be undone at some point, which right. is exactly what's going to have to happen. You're yeah. going to have to go and undo that uh, the damn budgets that they pass because mm-hmm. they're going to be off.
2: So then, yeah. So then, what's the what's the motivation for them doing it? And that goes back to what Anthony was saying, mm-hmm. which is there's something going on yeah. in the back room.
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of people. What is uh, You know, and, and the two things that come to mind is, are uh, gambling and, and education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, education has a big pool of money and. There's a big pool of money to be made from gambling mm-hmm. uh, there, and so you worry that uh, one side or the other in that gambling fight has bought off somebody, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're gonna, you know, try to force through a, a bill somewhere that that opens up a lottery and gives you know so one group or the other you know a monopoly on gaming, which uh, the voting public has made clear that they do not want to have happen, uh, or that there's gonna be some more shenanigans going with public education, mm-hmm. which uh, I think Dale Marsh is known for his. Uh, his shenanigans with public education at this point, and and no one trusts him. And I know I've talked to a lot of folks with with AEA and the uh, superintendent's uh, organization there, and they are they're very very wary of what's going on with him and and that. So we'll see uh, we'll see if this is, uh, applies any pressure and uh, puts you know maybe maybe encourages them to stop. I tell you what would help is if a few of these Republicans, uh, and I know uh, four for a fact who are scared to death about mm. going in down there. Sure. Because if they catch this virus, they're pretty much dead. Well these old these are old guys. These are old guys well two three year old guys and and one is is a person who has an underlying condition that mm-hmm. would basically be a death sentence uh wow. for if he got a severe case of of coronavirus wow. and so um you know uh we'll see we'll see what happens we'll, we'll see if anybody joins
2: them well, you know they need to take that seriously because i I'm gonna tell you man, just in my circle of friends, I have begun to hear increasingly more stories from around the country mm-hmm. of people who are catching it and dying from it yeah you know uh so i think i think that's something people and, and these are younger people in some mm-hmm. cases so they need to really take this thing seriously
1: yeah and you know uh as we get back into uh into this thing you know and we and we reopen uh, the state and other everything else. Uh, you know, the one thing that everybody said that we needed to have, uh, to reopen safely and to get back to normalcy is testing and tracing capacity. Yep. Uh, well, we don't hear that very much anymore because we clearly do not have testing and tracing capacity, uh, anywhere close to what they should have been, mm-hmm. uh, or anywhere close to what was promised by the, the Trump white house. Uh, and, it has been. Well, uh, wait, Josh, wait. Now, are you sure about that? Because last
2: <laughs> time I heard the president say something about this, I think he said we were rapidly approaching being able to do 5 million tests a day. So are you sure
1: about that? <laughs> we're doing about 200,000 a day. Well, uh, oh, 200,000 uh, yeah, versus 5 million. Which 000. is right on the verge of 5 million. Uh, I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a little off. And it is, it, it honestly, the details of how the testing has failed is one of the most atrocious examples yeah. of leadership yeah. that I have ever read about or, or heard, and I've done a lot of reading about it because I wanted to understand better uh, what what happened. What mm-hmm. you know, people keep saying, "Where are the tests? Where are the tests?" Well, I'd like to know where the hell the tests are. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, as it turns out, we actually have plenty of tests. Uh, or have had plenty of tests in the past. Hmm. The problem have, has been in a variety of different things here. All right. So early on, uh, the problem with testing was, well, we uh, we we refused to take the test from the World Health Organization. All right. Because we wanted to create our own better, quote unquote, test. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what Trump told everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Developing that test took some time. Uh, and, uh, and when the first batch of tests that were uh, created were shipped out, they were not shipped out properly. Uh, yeah. And so hundreds of thousands of those tests were, uh, weren't usable. Uh, so that put a delay in it. So then you had these private labs that were also going to come up with their own tests. Well, the FDA and the CDC set up some roadblocks in there in, in terms of testing these tests to make sure that they worked uh, which is okay but it the you know the companies and the labs claimed that they were taking way too long to do these tests mm-hmm. and, and that there was a backlog of things and so they weren't getting them out so finally that once they cleared that hurdle they did start to send the tests out but what we saw almost immediately at that point was yet another problem which was all of the things that you need to do the tests were in short supply. All of the hmm. swabs, the vials, uh, the liquid that the that the tests are transported in—all of those things started to become in short supply, and people had problems getting them. So, without them, it doesn't matter if you've got 500, five hundred or five million tests—if you can only actually use two hundred thousand of them, sure. because that's all the equipment that you have. Well, that's all you got, and so—and we heard this over and over and over in our reporting in this state, uh, particularly in Tuscaloosa, uh, in that Tuscaloosa area, there were I believe DCH hospitals uh, over there. Mm-hmm. They they had a problem early on with not having enough swabs, and then they had the problem with the liquid and transporting the, the test down. Uh, and so they had all 1,000 tests that weren't viable once they got there. Um, so, uh, and also, also, another problem that they had there was uh because of the issues with testing early on, all of those tests that were that were being done had to go to the c d c for uh, for the test to be run on them to mm-hmm. get your positive or negative results, which created a bottleneck at the c d c so you weren't you weren 't getting <clears> throat> out, throat> out of the number that you stuff. should have yeah, yeah. so th- <clears throat> at some point now we have transitioned. To this antibody test, which is a test that, you know, of course, checks to see if maybe you've had the virus in the past, and now you have the antibodies in your system that will make you resistant to getting it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, which At least is that strain anyway? Yeah, right. And and it uh, mm-hmm. and it. You should theoretically mm-hmm. uh, make you, you be able to identify a group of people who have immunity to this thing and who could uh, you know, go about their daily lives and do whatever. You know, these are all the people you can descend to work to do whatever, you know, and work at the hospitals, I, you know, especially in hospitals, you know, all your medical staff and all the people that you can descend into anywhere, you right. know, uh, because they have this antibody. Well, so. Having experienced the problems in the past, the CDC and the FDA have taken a unique approach to that antibody test in which they said, all right, listen, private companies, don't worry about us. You just create the test. You test them yourself. See if they work. And we'll go with whatever. We'll approve whatever you want to put out on the market.
2: That seems absolutely
1: crazy. Insanity. Because, as they have found, most of those tests, have big, big problems, including some tests mm-hmm. that have produced a 16% mm-hmm. false positive rate, mm-hmm. which means that 16 out of 100 people are, ro- are, you're telling, hey, you've got the antibodies. Be safe, my friend out mm-hmm. there. And they, in fact, do not. Yeah. Uh, so Infecting other people. Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. we have a huge market of antibody tests that are, at best, marginally effective uh, that are on the market and distinguishing between the ones that do work and don't work has become an even bigger problem here. So these are all of the problems with testing. And that's why we don't have the tests. This is why we can't perform the tests that we do have. That's why you've had all of these issues and why Alabama has tested less than 1%. And, uh, you know, And while we still don't have a meaningful antibody test that, that's going to get around for anybody to make it safe to where everybody can go back out and do, the, uh, do their jobs and, and live their lives and everything else. And all in all, this is what happens when you have a complete and utter failure at leadership here. Sure. All right. All right? Sure. And, it's, and it's because this didn't, this didn't happen in a day. This has happened over the course of three months now, four months, you know. So we saw these problems coming, and still nobody has been able to get on top of them or get things handled. Uh, You know, in the height of this thing, this is the thing that just blows my mind. As this thing was, the virus was starting to grow, and our country and our leadership here found out about it, we shipped a pallet full of PPEs to China, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I... Honestly, you know, if you mm-hmm. want to talk about who's yeah. failing and who's doing what, mm-hmm. I- I'd like to see a bigger failure than that.
2: Yeah, and I, and I wonder how much of it is failure and how much of it is just compromise. Meaning, you know, is Trump working when he sends a pallet of, Ch- of, of PPEs to China? Mm-hmm. Is that actually part of his courtship? of the Chinese government as it relates to some business deal. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: you he, he owes the, the bank over there $200
2: million. There you go. So, yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is the kind of thing with this guy that we can't be sure about. Yeah. Is he just damn incompetent? Yes. Or worse, is he just corrupt?
1: I think there's a combination of, of the two. Well,
2: it's uh, a hell of a, hell of a combination. I know. It's,
1: it? it's a combination that you do not want in your president. Uh, but, it, yeah I think that there's a there's a combination and I'll tell you this if you watch what he does on a daily basis mm-hmm. and you watch how he behaves he wants no part of this. He wants to, I don't accept any responsibility. I don't want to deal with this, let the governors deal with it. Yeah. He doesn't know. It's a problem that he has never been able to fix from the start, and he's never going to be able to fix it. And he knows he can't fix it. And he wants to get the hell away from this thing as fast as he can. And he cannot figure out how to put any distance between himself and it. And so he and, and, it just has no clue. that's because
2: he's the freaking president.
1: Yes. He shouldn't he should, be putting he, any distance. That's absolutely
2: right. Yeah. He ought to be, he ought to be manning up the way every president that i've ever voted for or against mm. would have done yeah I, every you. single one yeah. of them would have done reagan yep the two bushes That's exactly Clinton, obama all of them would yep. have manned up yeah would have done something provided some kind of leadership but this jackass
1: uh-huh.
2: is afraid yeah yep. and is narcissistic mm-hmm. and is self-centered and
1: is greedy yep. and corrupt yep Yep, because he's never he's never truly had to do anything for himself. Okay? Mm. Uh he got that small 10 million dollar loan from his father and ever since then it's just been him going out every day and bullshitting people okay that's all it's been he's been a snake oil salesman from the very start that's all he's been a carnival that's barker uh and that's what the uh, evidence shows. yeah and a lot of people want to say oh he's been
2: a brilliant businessman no he, no, he, hadn't. he hasn't no he hasn't He's been a brilliant what he's been brilliant at is self-promotion yes yep now i'll give you that he's yes. been brilliant at self-promotion yep but self-promotion and business acumen are not synonymous. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick story, and then we'll do our, our note of the week here. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so you know, one, of, one of my good friends before he passed away was Milton McGregor, the owner of Victory Land, and yeah. the gambling magnet here in the state. And uh, he told me a story. Met him one it, time. Interesting. Yeah. What's yeah. so, Really, really, in my opinion, a really, really great guy, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I really cared for him a lot. But uh, he, he told me a story one time back when uh, Trump was first entertaining this run for president uh, about. Wait, uh, how long ago was this? Uh, this was uh, twenty fifteen. Oh, okay, so yeah, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, he. Um, he had a business deal with Trump Hmm. uh, where they were going to Trump wanted to open a casino along the Gulf coast. And he wanted uh, Milton to be involved in this thing in some way. And so uh, Milton uh, flew down to, um, I want to say Pensacola, I think is where they went. But uh, Hmm. anyway, he met and met Trump there and they had a, had a meeting about this thing and about what they wanted to do and how it was going to work and all this. And uh, so I said, well, so, what do you think? So, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I, the best thing I could say is that I... I thought that that man couldn't find his ass with both hands. <laughs> and uh, you said, wow. and uh, he said, I said, "Really?" He said, "Oh, he's he was he was so full of himself." Mm. And he said he talked about nothing but himself and what he was going to do and how this was going to work and what he was going to be able to get people to do. And he didn't have a damn clue. He said he didn't have he didn't know how anything worked, what the laws were about anything, but he was just going to make it happen. And he said it was. I left out of there thinking. I hope I never see him again, and wow. uh, and I don't understand how that's how that fool's ever made a dime. Wow. Now there was more colorful language in well, there sure. uh, than sure. that, yeah. but it was. And he said, "I he said I just uh, he said I, I would never." Uh, he said, "I tell these people who 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 are out here voting for him uh, that uh, that man will con you." And he will say whatever he's got to say to help himself and nobody else. And mm. he said, because he wanted, that's, he said, that's the kind of deal he wanted. He wanted it's all like my money in years, it. Yeah. He it. said, he wanted yeah. all my money in it. None of his. Yeah. And he said, that's, and that's the guy, that's the guy you're getting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, so I said, yeah. And, uh, and he had him pretty well pegged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, it, it, and that's exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. He, he wants all of you, he, he wants you all in and him to never lose anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatever been benefits him most is is exactly what he'll do hmm. so that's all your right. president all right let's do another of the week and get out of here what do you say yes sir let's do it all right well we uh we last week we had a runner-up for another of the week uh and, and we chose john merrill uh yes, we and did. uh we did. and we decided to to skip mo brooks uh um, you know and, and let mo slide because I think everybody conti- uh, considers him a, nut, a daily nut. Uh, but this week, we're going to move him to number one. All mm-hmm. right? He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, on the chart on the Casey Kasem top 40. Uh, we're <laughs> moving Mo. Yourself, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, moved him- he's moved himself on up. Right? How are you talking about dating yourself? <laughs> as old as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep reaching for the stars, my friend. Mo Brooks has reached for the stars and made it to number one on the nut of the week list. And. Uh, I- I I don't know how anybody I I cannot I, I am at a loss and a, at a continual loss for how Mo Brooks represents the city of Huntsville. I, it's it's just one of the smartest areas of the state, yeah. one of the uh, the areas of the state with the, with the highest population of educated people. Uh, it is uh, you you drive around here and you talk to people. It is it's got to be uh, the Madison County area has got to be one of the more I don't want to say liberal because I I, I think there's a difference there, it, but it's. Uh, w- a society of thinking people, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, they put thought into what they're doing. They mm-hmm. have consideration for people. They, they're caring people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, we have found that, you know, since we moved back up here a couple of years ago, we have found the area to be great with great people sure. uh, who, who really, really like, you know, are accepting of of immigrants. Or, you know, you, you have pockets of, of racists and things sure. like that, you know, and we know where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if for in totality there, in the, in the area of Madison County and around I would say you're looking at a, a, at a very inclusive society. All right. Would you agree with that? Is that fair?
2: I think that's generally true. And I think, you know, obviously their pockets. And then I would say that there, there is a, um, let's see, how would I put it? I think there is in this, this part of the state, there is more of an inclination to be Mm open-minded than not. But there still is a sheen, a very or, or not sheen is not the right word, there's a strong strain mm-hmm. of, of intolerance and, I think, the kind of conservatism that is not compassionate. Right. That continues to, to be present and isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that kind of explains, you know, you're saying you don't understand how. I think that in part explains how Mo continues to be um, the 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 person that has been that they're sending back to Congress.
1: Well, I think I think I can kind of explain it to myself better with one word. All right, what is that? Gerrymandering. Uh, I think the only okay. way okay. you can get okay. a person of Mo Brooks' dumbness—it's a good word. Of, of ignorance, of Mo Brooks' level mm-hmm. of ignorance. The only way you can get that person to represent Madison County, Alabama, mm-hmm. is through severe gerrymandering that takes in a number of areas to offset that huge population of people. And they, you had to do some real work to get to get Mo Brooks uh, enough people to offset mm-hmm. the, the, the smarter-thinking people uh, of that county because – this is not a Republican Democratic sort of thing, okay? I don't. I know a bunch of Republicans who hate Mo Brooks and and think that he is n- not representative of that party, yeah. uh, and is and now I would disagree with him on that. Uh, I think that is exactly no, who that party has, too, has become. Yeah. But who is not representative of them and their beliefs and the way they want to do things, and they find him to be a hateful, ignorant bigot.
2: And, and I I agree with you. I've not talked. There's another to kind of bigot, but. Yeah right. right. Yeah, so you just right. you just highlighting right, yeah. and underline exactly. It. Yeah, but but and I've met and I've met and I know some who are in that category too. But I think these are also the same people who say, "Well, if I've got to choose between Mo Brooks and fill in the blank, uh-huh. they're still going to vote with Mo." And they do it. They put well, him in. They put him in. You look at the numbers. They put him in.
1: You know what they do. You know what they do? That how their excuse for doing it is the straight ticket voting. That 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 allows that straight ticket voting allows you not to bubble in the uh, put a you know fill in the circle out beside some pretty awful names.
2: So you think that's what it is? Mm-hmm. And that may be. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yes, that's, yeah.
1: that's exactly. So it's not necessarily a vote for Mo, but a vote for the team, right? It's because I, I bet you this. I bet you had in uh, whenever they had the runoff in the Senate, if there had been a straight ticket voting option. There for Roy Moore. Roy Moore would have beat Doug Jones.
0: Hmm.
1: Because you would not have had to bubble in Roy Moore's name. Hmm. You could have just voted for the team, man. Just vote for Republicans. You know what? That's a that's a really interesting uh, point. Yeah. And, and do you things. know, and and don't hmm. be an outcast from your friends, you hmm. know, because now you can just vote for the team. Do what'd you vote? You vote for a Republican? Of course I voted Republican. Hmm. You know? And nobody would come up to you and say, Did you vote for Roy Moore? Hmm. And you would have to say, Yeah, I voted for Roy Moore because instead
2: so, you voted for the team. So the underlying logic there then has to be also that the worst republican is still better than the best democrat mm-hmm.
1: even though we all know the the truth here and and you know and, and that's that's you know people are there, there's no change in the minds of a lot of people uh, you know and and yeah. i you know whatever uh, at some point you know maybe uh w- that when your decisions put you out of work enough or kill enough of your friends then you'll you'll make yeah. this change but uh you know until then but but to get back to our guy, our honoree at the top of the list here, Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks was, again, angry at Governor Kay Ivey, uh, who at this point has really really just completely ignored Mo Brooks uh, and his white people council that he put together to advise her on opening everything back up immediately. Uh, and Mo <laughs> sent out a series of tweets and did some interviews uh, around telling everybody about how awful uh, her new safer-at-home order was because it didn't go far enough in reopening the state and allowing people— uh to uh to right. do everything. Now Mo right. is also a big proponent of uh, uh of of the uh the plan by the president to force meatpacking companies uh back to work. Um, you know, but using the uh whatever the military uh deal where he, where he can force people back to uh, back yeah, to work. Defense and, protection. Yeah, Act. yeah, the Defense yeah, Protection yeah. Act. And um uh he uh so that's apparently freedom mm. to do that. And force people back to work. But it's not freedom. It's tyranny of some sorts to uh, to say you're, you're shut down and, and to save people's lives. Okay. Yeah, the logic. Yeah. I'm likely wrong. Because this isn't freedom, okay? This isn't mm-hmm. freedom here. This is going to force some people. Uh, if you do this, it's going to force some people back to work. Uh, in areas where they have a higher risk of being uh, of contracting this virus and possibly uh, some high risk people of doing that and Mm -hmm. you know I I can't I just can't who's voting for Mo Brooks for God's sakes man it's got
2: to be it's got to be these straight ticket people who are just of the mindset that the worst the worst Republican is still better than the best Democrat which is a Which is a a real immature, illogical way to approach electing people to office.
1: Let me read a couple of most tweets. (laughs) Bars and restaurants from operating indoors. This is he's talking about Ivy's order. Preventing bars and restaurants from opening indoors. Restaurants should have the freedom, all in all caps, to decide how to best protect customers, and customers should have the freedom to choose. Government should not pick winners and losers in a free society citizens do that
2: every inflection is all cap yes wow
1: Uh, he he loves it bottom line Mm. if state government deprives citizens of god-given hard-earned freedom and right to earn a living state should compensate every citizen for all (laughs) losses suffered So Mo, Mo then pivots to to a complete uh, socialist society uh, where we're gonna just pay everybody. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna pay all the businesses and everybody. you your mind, dude. Uh, Are you just, or socialists
2: or uh, socialist?
1: Man, I, honest to God, right, that guy, that guy is. Uh, well. This was the worst of Alabama, uh but you know what you got options, people have options, and uh you know, choose some of them yeah, get out uh do uh I tell you this do what what David suggested, retweet your Democratic folks, uh, you know, not, not just retweet, but put on social media and talk to people and tell your friends and spread it around. Yeah. Uh, when you see your, the the Democrats who are out there actually working for people and doing what they're supposed to do, and not considering just showing up in Montgomery as their job, mm. you know, mm. uh, make sure you tell people about it. Let them know what's going on. Let them see what's happening in your community and with those people. And the more we do that, I think uh, the better off uh, uh, the Democratic Party will be. And if the Democratic Party is doing better than I think, the working people of Alabama will be doing Absolutely.
2: better. Absolutely. The state will be doing better.
1: All right. Well, that's probably all I got. You got anything else?
2: Nothing else other than uh keep washing your hands. <laughs> and wearing your face mask. And please, when we're in Walmart or Publix or wherever it you know you know, put on a face mask. Okay. And stop, you know, and stop, you know, stop <sighs> stop it. you know I feel
1: uh, like you're talking to me. Well, no, I'm
2: really, I'm not really talking to you. I'm thinking about the many people that I pass, and mm-hmm. I know I'm going to pass in a few minutes when I go into one of these stores. It's going to be walking around like, you know, la da La <laughs> dee da, la da. Oh, we like to party. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love it that
1: you got that. You like Well, you know, I, I'm old like you. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna slide out of here, and I uh, hope y'all enjoyed everything. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, be back next week, same time, same channel. All right, Until take then, it easy. thanks, Chip. Chip.